Good day to friends, family, and strangers alike, and welcome back to Second Cup. I'm your host, Tim Heller. Today's guest is the one and only Ray Heller. Ray is VP of Sales and Marketing for a medical device startup, the world's most dedicated soccer fan, a friend to all, and also happens to be my dad. A quick note before we jump in, if you've been listening to the show and want to support us, there are three ways to do so. First is by sharing episode links on social media and tagging at Tim Heller Creative. Second is by rating and leaving reviews in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening and watching. And finally, if you want to support us financially, you can Venmo at Tim Heller Creative. All funds will be used to improve the show and provide the best experience for guests and listeners alike. Now, top off your beverage, get comfy, and enjoy this episode of Second Cup. How are you feeling? I'm good. Yeah? yeah. I know you get uh, nervous nervous for speaking in public, so I appreciate you uh, uh, overcoming that and <laughs> jumping on with me yeah. today. This is, I think, I'm really uh, yeah. excited. I love it, and I am. I just... You know, what am I going to say? So that whole thing, but I'm good because it's you. And I got my, one of my I know, I see. On. Yes, he's yeah. wearing a Texas State dad shirt. And yes. uh, just a wonderful example of how supportive you have been always. I was going to try to lead with the joke of like, so dad, how disappointed were you when you found out that your son wanted to go into musical theater for his, his degree? And <laughs> you beat me to the punch already by wearing the shirt, yeah. supporting it. So. <laughs> No, well, how are you this uh, morning? What are you drinking? Awesome. I am drinking some very special coffee <laughs> slash merchandise. <laughs> Look at that. No Look way. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. Y'all, the, my, I knew mom was up to something. She's like, oh, hey, can I just have some of like the digital assets that you created for your show? And I was like, yeah, sure. And she's like, I'm working on something. I was like, okay, whatever. That is so stinking cool. I know. For everybody yeah. who's listening and not watching, it's a second cup cup with uh, my dad, Ray Heller, who is our wonderful guest this morning, uh, and my company logo and his episode face. And I may need to start sending these out as thank yous to people for coming on the show. That is really, <laughs> really cool. Yeah, I know. Mom did it. That's awesome. I know. It's really that is such sweet. a wonderful surprise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her goal was to have this cup be sent to you as well, but they mm. mixed, mixed up the order. So, oh, it's okay. Well, that will, but... it'll have to be my second cup cup now. We'll have yeah. to get some official merch. I know, I know. I think a new revenue stream. <laughs> well, I would love just if you can introduce yourself to everybody, because of course I know you very well, and uh, you are very well known and loved in my community of friends and, and people. Um, but can you just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about like who you are, what you do, and 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 where you are. Okay. Well, good morning, everybody, to all Tim's listeners out there. Uh, yeah, so born and raised in Chicago. Um, long story short, as I uh, in my career, I have been in medical device for over 30 years and worked for large Fortune 500 companies, but my love and passion is working for startup companies and just the unity of the people and the lack of politics is... Um, endearing, drives my passion, it fuels my heart. Um, 
you know, little successes are celebrated every day. And I think that's really the way work should be anyway. So, and that's a pinnacle um, of who Ray Heller is, is celebrating all the little successes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Growing up, like playing soccer in the backyard, one kick. Oh, good job, Tim. Good job, yeah. Annie. That was a great kick. <laughs> Kevin, great work. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. It was positive reinforcement. They say that it works better to deliver five to seven positive things and for every one critical aspect. I love it. Well, you and mom fucking crushed that. (laughs) (laughs) It was nothing but positivity. Yeah. And, uh, oh, to your other point, I'm in Island Lake, Illinois. Yes. Sounds exotic. And it is exotic. It's (laughs) Western suburb, far West suburb of Chicago. And, uh, moved here about a year ago and we live my wife and i live in a lake yes mom and i live in a lake finally finally and it's our our dream come true it's been a long time coming and so so deserved and i know jess and i and and kevin and annie and and patrick are all really really excited that you guys finally have the house that you deserve yeah that's awesome yeah actually speaking of the circle so we live in this community 24 homes around a lake and the other day we were with some friends and they had noticed the sticker on the back of my car and it's the symbol for the Bobcats. Yeah. And they knew Texas state Bobcats and they even knew that, you know, the, 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 eat the, hand, up, the signal. hand that's yeah. like a Texas, this is not a gun. Yeah. It's the state of Texas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the little claw. The little claw so, yeah. So that was really endearing. That's awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on today, dad. I have been really looking forward to this and was really, I I mean, as we have stated, you have, you and mom both have been always so incredibly supportive of whatever the three of your kids are doing and our significant others. And, um, so I just really appreciate you coming on and and willing to put yourself out there in a, in a new way. Um, the two things that are on the docket today are two of our favorite things, which is soccer and sobriety. So yes. I would love to have you kick it off with, um, <laughs> let's talk about soccer first, just because that is such, it's such an integral part of how we grew up and is that we really didn't have a choice, uh, whether or not we liked <laughs> soccer. And, and we also didn't have a choice whether or not we, uh, liked the white Sox. uh, and living in the Northern suburbs with all of our friends being Cubs fans. Um, it was really alienating, really emotionally damp. I'm just kidding. It's, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but um, soccer is a really integral and important part of our life, and I, I, I want you to tell us why. Yeah, football is life, you know. <laughs> Ted Lasso. I've been living that spirit for the past forty-six years that I've been playing, um, and I think you know it's funny you mentioned it, but I think there's a tie-in to musical theater and music because remember when we lived in California, we take you to the games and we play. What was it? In sync or Backstreet Boys going to the game? <laughs> oh, yeah. What was the song? So I just loud. remembered the the larger than life. I think because it goes, it yeah. starts with a yeah. And I had it cranked as we pulled you did. into the parking lot. And, you cranked know. with zero rhythm, no sense of <laughs> finding the beat, but no. you were just fully committed to yeah. pumping us up. Yeah. 
So I think, you know, I loved the game growing up. It just opened the doors for me. It opened the doors to the world and, and so many different nationalities, you know, growing up, I played on a Polish team and a German team. And then, uh, really then when I took an internship to Egypt in college, you know, I played soccer by the Sphinx, you know, the pyramids and the Sphinx <laughs> I played soccer with the local people. And, um, I'm like, it's such a connector and it's always been a connector throughout my whole life, wherever I traveled. And, um, actually it happened again recently. Of course it did. When I was traveling to Denver and I met a, you know, I'm, I'm talking to surgeons and I met the surgeon. It turned out we played pickup soccer together in Madison, Wisconsin, and, <laughs> you know, and it was one of his, it was what he brought up. I didn't bring it up. He brought it up and said he loved football, you know, yeah. soccer. So, um, you know, it just keeps on giving, you know, so. Yeah. And that sentiment that of <laughs> something that, that Jess has made fun of me for, but also just been kind of like in awe and her family and really a lot, most people that we talk to and come into contact with, they're like, wherever the hellers go, they know somebody. How is that? Why is that? And I feel like that really started maybe, maybe with, with your dad as well, because I know that he was similar. Um, and, um, but that it's just that, <laughs> the, that painful Midwesternism of of just going and talking to people or just going and playing soccer. And whenever you'd go on business trips, we'd, we would receive those pictures of, we'd say, hey, how's the trip going, Dad? Or we'd talk to you on the phone when we were little. It's like, oh, it was great. I just, I met these people. I just played soccer for two hours, scored four goals. And <laughs> it wasn't anything about work. It was all about, I met these really great people and I buried them in soccer. <laughs> told you how much i got buried right yeah now. yeah you come home get off the but, plane limping and <laughs> yeah yeah and um, yeah thanks for bringing grandpa into that my dad yeah you're right he had the uncanny ability to speak to anybody open to anybody at any time mm -hmm. any nationality so that was my role model i mean he really was all about positivity and really helped people find jobs and I know uh, when he passed and at his funeral, it, you know, it was, there was a huge line of probably over 400 people that passed through there. And it seemed like everybody had spoke to him in the prior two weeks because <laughs> he always took people's phone calls. And so, yeah, so that's something I still try to live up to. Is I mean, it's that, something that you that caliber you have absolutely carried on that legacy mm -hmm. and passed that yeah. down. And I'm trying to I'm trying to do what I can to to continue to step into those huge mm. sh huge shoes of yeah. of just trying to do that and i so admire that you the way that you take care of people you and mom both and mm. oh, shit here we go um but the level of of tenderness that you show towards people who who need help with anything, whether it's our friends, our family, your family, your brothers, um, anybody who needs help with something, you are always saying yes, regardless of past experiences, regardless of being burned by people, you are always there to say, yes, I can absolutely help you. Let me dig into my network and, and connect you with somebody that I know that may be able to help you out or provide an opportunity for you to find another job or whatever that looks like. And, and you and mom have really fostered a, 
a, an open door community of that your your door is always open. And now that you have this house that you so well deserve and that you guys have dreamed of, it's it has this is like the first week I feel like it's been empty in the past year that it's just been you and mom and not one of us or uh, cousins or family or friends or somebody coming through who just who just needs needs a bed to sleep on for a night or whatever it is. But I, I you... actually we have we turns out we have people coming today. <laughs> <laughs> They're just for the night. So yeah, so um, yeah. My future son-in-law is coming with his uh, his dad and family. Oh, sweet! So, oh my gosh, that's yeah. awesome! Yeah, so uh, we're doing a big birthday celebration with all of them. So it's really sweet we get to see them again because they came here a year ago yeah. when we moved in. Yeah, they helped yeah. you uh, so, paint the inside of the house, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, a shout out to Larry and Julie and Jerry coming to the to our house. So, but yeah, I, I. Uh, you got me. I got a little teary-eyed just thinking about that connection to Grandpa, but then also Grandma's been a huge role model of resilience. Mm -hmm. So I think those two things growing up were powerful to see, um, you know. And, and both of them just orphans. Was... And growing up yeah. in Chicago as orphans in a Catholic, Catholic orphanage, which is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Talk it's about building really resilience. Incredible. Yeah, the resilience and just the keep on picking themselves up. Had nobody to, literally nobody except for my mom lived with an aunt who we think was like 94 years old in a studio apartment after she left the orphanage at the age of 18. And um, so she just, she just plows through things, knows to do the next right thing, you know? Yeah. She just always has that moral compass. So, but yeah. And then I think, um, Boy, where did soccer go? Where did it, it bled go? into that building community, and <laughs> and <laughs> and we got emotional. Yeah, so, but so. yeah, no, but I mean, I think that all of that wraps up into that being able to go out and just talk to people, and and really being open yeah. to everybody and remembering everybody, even as terrible with names as you are you are <laughs> you you still like everybody knows everybody knows and remembers you because you are so open and welcoming and just and funny and you don't take yourself too seriously um and i feel like uh all of that and i, I mean i've experienced that just with soccer with especially through the pandemic with connecting with new clients who have become friends overseas um and just connecting on soccer and being able to just razz each other about it or commiserate over our, our clubs losing or talking about trades or whatever it is, but it just, it really creates a, a genuinely global community. Um, yeah. I think it's so yeah, special. It's really powerful. So powerful. So. I feel like unlocking to that being you being so open and honest. How do you feel like that? Do you feel like you were like that even, like all the way, th I mean, I imagine that you've been like this all the, since you were a little kid, but do you feel like, how do you feel like sobriety has increased or, or amplified these parts of your personality? Yeah. So I think that what sobriety has done is kind of released all the demons and I can live more in the moment, uh, less judgmentally. 
as much as I can. I think it's still, you know, everyday challenge, but I think it's really, um, yeah, made me live in the moment and appreciate, and it's actually to, to hit home on the point of living in the moment. I've said that to one of my coworkers, um, that, Hey, we got to, this is a moment. We got to recognize that this is a moment for us of achievement. So again, celebrating the moment, but I think it's letting, you know, sobriety has led me to analyze my own shortcomings essentially mm. and clean up my side of the street. You know, you can control yourself and others you can love. You can't change everybody else. And for a while I thought that I could, I thought I, you know, part of me helping others was how can I help them change and be better? Mm. But ultimately it's now become, you know, how can I just provide a, a comfortable place for them to be who they are, you know, yeah. and just accept them where they're at. So, um, yeah, but I think there's so much that sobriety has brought for me as far as, uh, confidence and not being so worried about tomorrow as much as I can uh, do that. Uh, you know, I still get nervous and all of that, but I think that it's, uh, it's really helped with so many aspects of my life. And how long have you been sober now? Because for people who don't know you or me and, or people oh, who may be strangers, it's, you know, I've, I've never known you drinking. I've never seen you drink alcohol. I mean, it may be as a, as a, a very young baby, but you've been sober right. since before I was yeah. truly sentient. <laughs> yeah. Since 1994. So yeah. So 28 years, yeah, 28 years wow. now. And, um, it's funny because, you know, for a while I was, you know, counting the years or the months or the days, you know, especially early sobriety. But now it's, you know, it's, it's as much about that length of time, but I really think it's the day to day that, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a, it's a slow journey, you know, and it's, it's your own. I think yeah. everybody has their own. And I, you know, there was a time when I thought, well, you better do this, this, and this, but now no longer, there's many paths to this, although every person that has a problem with drinking drugs or mental health, it's, it seems to be a similar journey of ups and downs and ultimately finding the time in your life when you really need to seek help from others. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and that's, you know, and that's a courageous point. That's just a courageous moment when you stand up and say, Hey, I can do this. But at the time I thought it was weak. I thought I was being very weak, mm -hmm. you know, cause I couldn't handle the drinking. Do you feel like the stigma around being sober and your ability to talk about it or like the level of it being taboo, especially in the sales world and, and a more corporate world, how has that evolved since 1994 in your experience? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that makes me think of, uh, Ike Asagawa, who was a mentor to me. He was based in Tokyo, worked for major companies and, I, when I first stopped drinking, I, I saw him and I told him, I said, this is like, you know, cause every time I'd be in Tokyo, we'd go out and drink. And that was the way you connected or the, the Japanese connected with you. And he said, well, I think we should just tell him that you have a heart condition. So that's what I did and it worked. So I used that with others, but so there was this taboo of weakness and, um, you know, to the point that a lot of countries when I traveled there, they wanted to get you drunk and then, um, you know, wake you up early the next morning and you'd work 
a 12 hour day with, with the company you're working with. And it would, you know, you'd be exhausted. And that's when they would start asking the hard questions about, you know, maybe taking advantage of you from a business perspective. Mm. So I think it became a real challenge. And then when I stopped drinking, they couldn't do that. So, you know, it cleared it up for me, but there was a stigmatism around it. And now I think there's so many things that are openly talked about that it's gone away. Mm-hmm. My comfort is, is level. So I'll respect, you know, I'm at a more comfortable level, but I think that, you know, for those that are just newly, you know, stopping the drink, I think it's, a, it can be a challenge still yeah. to this day. Cause there is a lot of emphasis on social business and the drink. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I feel so fortunate that you have been so open with us about sobriety and drinking and what, what that is and, um, really open the door for, um, Kevin and I both to be able to say, you know what, this is a problem for us. We're going to, we're going to stop <laughs> or we need to stop or we need help yeah. or don't want to do this anymore. And, and what you said about it really being an individual journey for each person who's experiencing it and going through it. We've had several conversations about this, about, uh, going through AA and how, how for, um, my brother, it's, it is awesome and it is it. And it is where he finds so much light and community and levity, um, which I think we're breaking a rule of AA of making him not anonymous anymore, but also like, that's okay. Um, and, uh, and then for, for you and I talking about how you recently went through the 12 steps again and found a lot of value in it. And then also at the end of it realized, you know what? AA is not, it's not providing that same light that it is for Kevin. And in our conversation, I said, you know, I, I, I realized that when I stopped drinking last September, I was going to AA because I knew that that was a right thing to do. And then I realized, and I was finding value in it, but then I realized that after a month of going to meetings that I was really only showing up to show other people that I was doing something about this. And the reason why I stopped drinking wasn't for anybody else. It was for me. And that really doing this performative showing up to meetings was really more damaging than helpful to me. And it's, and I'm not ignorant enough to think that I will never need AA or never seek it out. Um, I still have, I have the big book on my, on my nightstand and I read it and it's, that's, it's an incredible place for people, but it also is not the only way to live sober or to get sober or to stay sober. I agree. And I think that's where I really learned that it's your own journey. And I think even though I got, you know, I stopped drinking in 1994, I, you know, I started going to meetings for the first five years and then it kind of tapered off and then I felt like I needed it again. And, um, and it was there for me and that, it's just a powerful force. Is. And so I, you know, I encourage people to at least seek that out, but it's like you said, it's your own path. And, um, and I've just, you know, I think I appreciate that we were able to talk about it too. And I, this point, I feel like I got to bring in grandpa because he was so impactful to me. He, I got sober in 94 and then he passed away in 96. But during those two years, he really was there for me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and it's, it's really odd that I, you know, one of the, I guess, I don't know, juxtapositions here is that I thought growing up with the sober dad that I, I was then immune from getting, you know, the disease of 
addiction, alcoholism, you know, that, um, you know, that that's what I thought. So I yeah. drink, right? <laughs> so, and, um, and then sure enough. I know, thought the same thing. I was like, I, I wanted yeah. so bad. And I was telling Jess that when I, the reason why, like, there's definitely a lot of guilt when I got sober because I, I was like, why didn't I just do this sooner? And it would have just made Jess feel so much better so much earlier, caused so much less worry for yeah. other people. And, and I hit it really, really well, I feel like, to, to most people. But it was that yeah. I didn't, I wanted so badly to not have alcoholism be part of my story. But in fighting it, yes. it made my problem so much worse. <laughs> That's so well said, Tim. And I feel the same way. You know, I fought it. And, but I remember the day I stopped, I told, you know, my group of five friends, which you know yeah. most of it. And they were like, it's about time. <laughs> so, uh, I love those guys. That's awesome that they said that. You know, it was acceptance right away because they're like, Thank yeah. you. oh my God. <laughs> Good. You're driving when we go out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. And I love that uh -huh. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's one thing that people, I really uh, appreciate around people that learn that I'm sober or friends that I've gone drinking with and that that was like one of the things that we did, but then we go out for dinner and they're like, is it, is, I didn't know if it was okay if we, I can drink. I'm like, are you kidding? Fucking send it. Have a great time. I'm driving. Like just because yeah. I'm sober doesn't mean I yeah. don't want to like not do stuff and not have fun and not dance and party and all this stuff. Like, don't be an asshole, but you know, like let's, right. let's go out. Let's have fun. Yeah. I know it's, it's a weird thing. Cause now when, you know, like work over the past, I don't know, maybe pre pandemic when I go out with people, they're like, wow, Ray, you were just having a blast and you're meeting all those people. You yeah. <laughs> and in a uh -huh. way, that's a compliment. Yeah. You Jess has said, <laughs> Jess has told me, she's like, you know, you've, you've become an even more concentrated version of yourself since you stopped drinking. And I think you've gotten weirder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 My, well, your, your mother says that I've become more <laughs> way as I've gotten older. So yeah. I correlate that to being more sober. Yeah. Well, dad, thank you so, so <laughs> much. This is, I, I really feel like we could talk about this stuff for Ever. And we have, we've talked about it a lot together and thank you so much for, yeah. for being vulnerable and for coming on and, and being uncomfortable, uh, and, and facing that you've, you've done a great job and I love you so much. And thank you so much for being open and, and teaching us to keep the door open for others and to help others out and, uh, to love the beautiful game of football. Yes. Football, football is life. Is life. Don't forget about your merchandise. <laughs> yes, a shameless, shameless plug. Uh, the merch isn't live on the site yet, but you'll be able to find it soon at www.timhellercreative.com. Um, I have four questions for you. I want really short answers, whatever comes to your top of mind first. Ready? Are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. What is a piece of content that you are consuming right now? The book eight. Say that again. The book Thief, and it's a book about uh, during World War II, and it's about an eleven-year-old girl in Nazi Germany, and how the war is revealing itself, and how evil Adolf Hitler was. It's fascinating. Uh, you can only watch one soccer league for the rest of your life. Which league is it? 
Premier League, without a doubt. Toughest league in the world. Great. You can only have pizza one more time. What's on it and where's from? Oh, I've thought about this. It would be Pizza Palace in Elmhurst, because that's what I grew up with. I love it. It's thin crust, contrary to Chicago, but it would then be Lou Melnati's, without a doubt. And it would yeah. have sausage crumbles, not the sausage patty. And okay. um, possibly spinach and maybe one slice with pepperoni. Ooh, just one. Just yeah. a whisper of pep. Yeah, a whisper. <laughs> a whisper. A whisper. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dad, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, I'm really, really excited to have you on. And, and hopefully I will have you on again uh, shortly with what, wherever yes. this goes. Thank I love you. you. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Second Cup featuring my dad, Ray Heller. If you'd like to connect with Ray and talk about soccer or learn more about his startup, follow him on Instagram at Helzy14, that's H-E-L-L-Z-Y-1-4, and connect with him on LinkedIn. He will genuinely talk to anyone about anything for any amount of time. So, buyer beware and have fun. This show is recorded and produced by Tim Heller Creative, LLC. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so in a few different ways. First is by sharing episode links on social media and tagging at Tim Heller Creative. Second is by rating and leaving reviews on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening and watching. If you want to support financially, you can Venmo at Tim Heller Creative. Or if you're a small or large business and would like to sponsor the show, reach out to Tim at TimHellerCreative.com and we can chat to see if we're a good fit. Tune in next time for another incredible conversation and hopefully to learn something new from a really cool person. Bye.